0: One more comment on the liturgy of the word that I failed to mention last week. Before the gospel is read, we sign ourselves three times with the cross. Once on our forehead, once on our lips, once on our heart. There are prayers that are supposed to be prayed on each blessing. Lord, keep your word in my mind, on my lips, and in my heart. That is the church's attempt to have us make an approximate preparation to hear the gospel. It is a simple thing, and as the priest and or, and or deacon does that, it's easy for you to remember to do that as well. Now, let's move on to the very briefest part of the mess, the offertory. Should it be part of the word, since it is something we are responding to because of the generous call to charity that the word of God gives us? Or should it be part of the Eucharist, because we are offering part of ourselves along with the beginning of the Eucharistic part of the Mass? It is an important part of the Mass, because it indicates our desire to offer ourselves to God. No one likes to hear a money take, and I'm not going to spend much more time on this. However, if you're not donating anything to the parish, I think you need to reconsider this part of the Mass as something that is important. We have an obligation. For the church. You notice I said we. That includes me. I don't want to go into more on this on how this should work out in any of our lives but I do want to emphasize that there needs to be an emphasis on this part of the Mass. So we move on, move on into the liturgy of the Eucharist that formally begins with the presentation of the bread and wine and the preparation of the altar. But we need to dig deeper. You will notice the deacon puts a little bit of water into the chalice with the wine. There is always less water than wine that is mixed together. In fact, if too much water is put in so that the wine is diluted, it would make the Mass invalid. There is a prayer that the deacon or the priest prays connected with this. By this mystery of, of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share in our humanity. This is done in part because of the water and the blood that poured out from the side of Christ on the cross. The other part is to remind us that God has united himself to our humanity in Christ. And just as you cannot separate the water from the wine once it is mixed, so too with the incarnation we cannot separate God from humanity ever again. Interesting, huh? All of the things we do at the Mass that are ritualistic do have reasons for why they are there. Next comes a form of prayer over the bread and the wine that is echoed in every Catholic family that does the prayer before meals. It is also a particular kind of prayer that comes from our Jewish tradition of prayer, also before meals. Let's start by reviewing the prayer families say before meals. Bless us, O Lord, and these your gifts which we are about to receive from your bounty through Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay? And what is it that we say over the bread at this time of the Mass? Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. We repeat the same kind of formulation with the wine. Blessed are you, Lord of all creation. Through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. So, these three formulae are all our adaptations to a type of Jewish prayer called a berakah. Baruch means praise, uh, give praise. Our prayer before meals, the prayer of the bread and the prayer of the wine, if there's not a song being played, these prayers are prayed so everyone can hear them, and the response is, Blessed be God forever. But if there is a song being sung, the two prayers over the bread and the wine are said. Quote, in a low voice, unquote. Let me make another pause here. In the Roman Missal, there are words in black and words in red. The priest and the deacon are called to do the red and say the black. Let me show you. You may not be able to see it very well, but you should be able to at least note that there are some spaces between the black sets of words, and if you can see the red, you know there is something there that I'm supposed to be doing at that time. Also, there are a lot of musical settings for the Mass included. So that is why I am turning pages so often, in case you were wondering. But again, this first section of the Liturgy of the Eucharist is meant to remind us that we are preparing for the sacred meal of the Eucharist, just as we pray over our food at our home or in a restaurant. Then, There is a prayer that the priest prays as he bows, that he says quietly. Note the difference in the instructions. With the blessing that imitates the prayer before meal, it says to say these words in a low voice, if, if there is a song being sung. But the prayer the priest prays when he bows is said quietly. This is the prayer. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, And may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Even though this is said quietly, note that it says, May we be accepted by you. This is a prayer the priest prays on behalf of the entire congregation gathered for Mass. Next comes a small ritual that the priest does in washing his hands. The priest says, prays quietly, just like the previous prayer. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Some priests just wash their fingertips. I make sure to wash my whole hands. Does it make a difference? The ritual in red says to wash your hands. But I remember what the high priest in the Jewish temple had to do before he made a sacrifice for the people. He would disrobe from his street clothes, then bathe, then dress in the specific clothes for being the high priest. I believe this washing of my hands is a symbol similar to the high priest in the temple. It is meant to remind me of my own unworthiness to stand at the altar. No man is worthy. It is something that God calls us to and prepares us for. But this washing of the hands is a critical step in heading toward the main part of the liturgy of the Eucharist. Then a short invocation and invitation goes to the people. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Father Almighty. At this point, everyone stands and responds, May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name and for our good and the good of all his holy church. There are a couple of things to say about this exchange. First, the priest says, My sacrifice and yours. Understand, that you are called in this moment to offer the sacrifice of yourself in service to Christ. You are called to unite yourself to the offering of the bread and the wine and make your life a sacrifice to God through Christ. This is a part of the entirety of the Mass that has been overlooked in recent decades. You are offering yourself to God in sacrifice, in service to Him and in the Church every time you come to Mass. Again, I've reached the limit for the weekend. We will pick it up next week with talking about the preface to the Eucharistic prayers. I told you there was a lot to think about that we just miss because it is done so regularly at Mass. What is that phrase? Familiarity breeds contempt? I don't think we are contemptful of the Mass, but it is so familiar that we don't remember all the reasons we do what we do.